Okay. Uh, Here we go. Yo, so what, so what, so what's the scenario? Yo, well, I'm hoping first and yeah. foremost is that my feed is is better than Saturday. Saturday was a was a uh, a hot mess of you just wanted to throw that away and get like we hit the you know a redo on mm-hmm. that entire thing. There was just no way to get a good connection and and it was just bad. And anyway. and it's it's such a demoralizing feeling when you're feeling your stream just train wreck and you're like, there's nothing uh, I can do. And here. I'm trying to salvage it. So like I watched it again. The audio. So at the end, I ended up doing it with headphones. The audio was bad. The video was bad. I was like, oh my god. So I didn't release an audio version. I left the video because it existed. And it is the mess that it is. We can all agree that (laughs) thing happened. That happened. Um, (laughs) And I so wanted to pull the reins on it and say, you know, I'm sorry. This just isn't either stars are not aligning. We literally just powered through the entire thing. Sorry. I don't know why I'm getting calls at eight o'clock at night. Um, And uh, it's like, seriously. But welcome. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, My buddy Juan Carlos and I are back at it again on a Thursday evening. Um, Is it the first Thursday? No, second Thursday of August with a a lot of a lot of a lot of things happening since last week um namely obviously some announcements and so on but also some revisiting of some content and some devices mm-hmm. that we all love and uh, you know they're close and dear to our hearts um and also talking a little bit of a rivalry between some uh, camera manufacturers or i say smartphone manufacturers with some really good exquisite yeah. lenses on top um, but I do see we, we have Barry a lot of Johnson jumping yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I missed the stream, I missed the stream because, I was, oh, because he was on a motherfucking boat. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had a much better time, Barry. So let's just say this. You did not miss any train wreck information. Um, let's just say this. It started here. Actually, no, it started here and it just kept going down. It wasn't even here. It just did right. Just kept digging. I, uh, it was bad. It was. I mean, if you ever want to get it, yeah. Let's say this: if you want everyone to have a, just a laugh of how bad a stream can go, and that typically goes well, go watch Saturday. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Have a laugh on my Xmas. I'm Happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But um, how you been, man? How's your week? Still busy? Still crazy as you? Like again, every week I feel like saying, "Man, this week was the longest month of my life," and it just keeps managing to be a true statement so it it seems like we're just we went the entire summer just full-on sprint yeah where usually we've got downtime over the summer and man it's It's, really good stuff but when you've got so much of it it it's it's a bit it starts stacking up and and for me the biggest challenge at least for me this week is it's hitting me on both sides you know like day job school and then obviously you know my son started uh elementary school trying to figure out the routine there trying to go drop off pick up because we can't walk to school anymore and you know that just been like seriously like consistently just yeah so uh (laughs) yeah long story short it's been one long month of a week as usual so yeah welcome welcome back um, I see, uh, Matt, uh, you know, Michael Peppertech with us here. Uh, um, boy, Bradley's in here. Hey, hope you're doing well. And we have uh, Hal yeah. Jaboy is in there as well. We got a great uh, crew. Bionic. Oh, Scoop's in the chat. How you doing? Scoop. And uh, we, saw, we saw Barry. We saw uh, Oh Farhan's got, in there as well. Got and, uh, Darren at the top. Ron Guido, Farhan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Javier yeah. popped in before the stream even started. He's playing Warzone right now. So, uh, so Javier might we need not to be do. I, I, I still say we should in. do a Warzone stream, dude. I seriously, yeah, one of these I, days, I, I am 
awful. We'll just do it. We'll just first that's person the, that's, shooters. You get about like, eight minutes of me playing before I like roll fall over my keyboard. It's gonna be I awesome. will say this if we ever want somebody to just carry the both of us in a game, that would be just get just us <laughs> get Matt on the show, have him run the game, and we could just be commentating sure. in the back. And it'll be just a yeah. fun show, uh, like a chill pajama party type of thing, like the one you do every month. You know, at the end of the month, you're you're relaxing <laughs> podcast. <laughs> like, it's just, it'll be I, that I mean, if, if, if we want to if we want to throw down on like some twin stick shooters or uh, Tetris, I'm I can uh, actually compete. Yeah, um, but not I, so much. I, we remember on first the massacre of Tetris. Shooters. I remember the Tetris Mass Effect. The yeah. Yeah, massacre. <laughs> DJ beat me. He jumped on and he kicked my butt. Like, come on. I mean, that was not a good showing for you. I, I feel like you need to redeem yourself in the world of Tetris. I, I think we need so to do that. We, we need do to need to do up. another. We do need to do another <laughs> one. And we need to make sure to bring Mr. Uh, you know, Mr. Cumberbatch uh, back into the show so he can defend his, his reign title and something. So, um, yeah. But yeah, hope, hope you guys are having a good week. Uh, it's been an unpacked event uh, for some of us. I will say... Um, I would have, so I would, how much okay, money I'm, did you give Samsung? Did you give Samsung all the monies? I gave them um, about a thousand. Okay. Yeah. So that's, it's, that's uh, maybe like the least you've spent I, on Samsung in I, several unpacks. Well, yeah, and then and, and there's the reason behind. I also kind of debated it very heavily because um, I am, uh, I yeah, my wallet is hurting. It's hurting massively uh, from things around the house that um obviously will always take priority over me buying devices yeah <laughs> so especially when I'll, I'll say this in this economy <laughs> in this economy where if i did i held this device for you on camera and i don't think sony would like this one because oh here it is so if oh, i held this device in front of you and i say this is the z fold 4 would you be able to tell the difference hmm. i don't think so I don't think the, many people could, but I think a few people in our see. I think a few people in our chat yes, true, actually yeah, yeah, we, know we, uh, WTF we, they're they're talking about. Like absolutely. our viewers are more discerning than average oh, tech comes, enthusiasts. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. no. People, just, I, I, I have the utter disdain for the tech enthusiasts who seem to want to be basic. Yeah. Like they want to be average consumers. No, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not anyone in this chat, because anyone in no. this chat would actually be able to say, "Oh, well, I think that's a fraction of a millimeter, a different aspect ratio." And so it does, obviously, it, it looks like you're holding it slightly higher because it's actually lighter, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, so there, there was a couple of devices announced, actually a few devices announced, but uh, two smartphones and or two foldables and a, a watch mm -hmm. and some headsets. Um, I will say, I know I dropped money. It, it's obviously, there's, I'm not going to try to basically make it sound like I'm higher, you know, but whatever. But the reality mm -hmm. at the end of the day, for me, what I saw was confusing. Um, I understand what the benefits are on the on the on the on the new impacts. So, just kind of recapping, the Z Fold Four sure. was announced, um, which is the 2022 edition foldable. It's their fourth edition foldable mm -hmm. for Samsung, um, and the pricing was roughly about the same what we saw last year. Minor spec changes overall, uh, you know, new SOC, slightly, oh, sorry, finally a 50 megapixel camera as a primary shooter. Um, although, yeah. you know, not S22 Ultra cameras, this is S20 Ultra, yeah. um, S22. So no, I did the, see a few people saying like, oh, the Fold will now finally have ultra grade cameras. And you're like, no, 
<laughs> no, uh, Samsung wouldn't do that. They would not prefer, no. prefer sell you a, a premium experience at a premium price and then give you a premium, you know, specs. No, they stuck to their guns. This is why when I was holding it up, I'm kind of saying that it, it, it's for the most part a very similar. It is not uh, obviously a yearly upgrade. This is something maybe for a first generation fold or even somebody maybe looking into getting into it. Uh, but the biggest thing that I got excited about it was the fact that it actually supports the 8 Plus Gen 1, not the 8 Gen 1, which meant to say performance should be a little bit better with not as much power draw. So that could be good. Um, and then, of I course, mean, the, the big test is going to be uh, Fold 3 play... to Fold 4. Uh-huh. <laughs> fold 3 battery life was not as good as Fold 2. No. And that's... I still yeah. think that even, even though, because I want to give Qualcomm credit, the 8 Plus mm-hmm. Gen 1 is a beautiful refinement of a very thirsty chip. But the 8 Plus Gen 1 You, you say is that as still... I'm water. That's funny. Yeah. Sorry. I keep going. Thirsty. <laughs> thirsty TK over. is just as thirsty as a Qualcomm. Um, but the 8 Plus Gen 1 is still yeah. an 8 Gen 1. No, and absolutely. keeping yeah. the same battery capacity, I'm curious to see, do the refinements of the 8 Plus Gen 1... Catch us up to or surpass the 888, that's gonna be a pretty uh, tough test. If I'm, I, I don't, I don't want to misstate because if I do misstate, I'm definitely going to be messing myself. The doo, doo, doo. yep, you're right. The battery, that's right. The battery, exact on the exact same battery capacity. Yeah, yeah, the, the flip is the one. I remember flip, one of them the, got a battery increase it again, just flip. like last year. I feel yeah. like the argument for the flip makes more sense for the target markets of people who want fashion accessories the oh, statement phone crowd i know they're trying to make it sound like you can totally be a vlogger because of flex mode no one's using a z flip for serious vlogging don't cam even try and pretend that that's cam co- seriously their their mode no. is camcorder mode no <laughs> it's the now, same i mean phone. unless you want to give me unless you want to give me the form factor of that old uh, that old like nokia that like flipped out and actually oh, had and, the camera and, and, in yeah. the hinge yeah yeah, yeah. cool samsung yeah. do that do something radical Inno- like that innovative. i'm totally down I will call it camcorder mode if it actually looks like a camcorder. But 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 Z Flip to me continues to make more sense as a consumer focused device. They're making mm-hmm. fewer extravagant claims. I think it's more familiar. People understand this sort of pocket watch concept that expands to be Absolutely. a normal sort of phone yeah, experience. Yeah. And and I don't want to sound like I'm a Verge article, but Unless you're an enthusiast that is really trying to drive these things to laptop-like use, the folding tablet that turns into an awkward phone has a tougher challenge with consumers out there. You need to do more work to educate consumers on what they can do with it. So the Fold 4 feels grossly underwhelming for being so close to the Fold 3, which was so close to the Fold 2. And unless we see some stunning optimization on that 8 Plus Gen 1, then we're going to be into our third generation, or excuse me, our second generation of downgrades from the Fold so, 2 when it comes to things like that. I, I feel like that's that's the streak that we'll be going. I mean, this is pretty much consistent to what we saw with the S22 series, right? It's, it's not an innovation. It's more of... Um, I keep wanting to say words complacency, but essentially is they're just comfortable where they are. They didn't feel like they needed to do anything. And they shouldn't be comfortable. No, their, their premium business is getting eaten for lunch. I don't think they realized that (laughs) Xiaomi was really, I mean, I don't, so obviously we know Xiaomi purposely made the announcement of the, uh, the, uh, the Xiaomi fold mix too. literally. Tell me that thing doesn't look amazing. Oh my God. That is so sexy. 
That is a, such a sexy. Well, we're, we're, we have to get to that properly. Oh, Let's finish with Samsung yeah, 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 yeah. because like, there's not I, a lot that we're really going to. There is a lot. So yeah, we could just skip through. Okay, so Flip Fold Four. No, um, the the Flip got got <laughs> a little bit of scene. scene and scene. <laughs> and moving on. So now let's talk about Xiaomi. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so yeah. So uh, so there is really not much to be excited over. Like there's no real innovation going on this year. What we saw was essentially a an updated watch, uh, a new new earbuds uh, that are touting 24 bit audio, which. I read somewhere from Brandon saying basically this is like BS. You could go in and say, you know, wireless audio with 24 bit is not realistic. We, we can dig that, in. We can dig into that. I mean, I appreciate well. what Brandon was saying there. Um, yeah. And I, that's where I wanted, let's, I wanted let's, to let's, bounce that off of. Uh, let's say the nerd, the nerd vomit from Juan until we're getting towards the end of this because he made some great points. He, uh, okay. Brandon, this is Tech Today. That's his channel. Yeah. Um, this is Tech yeah. Today. No, you're Tech Today, I think, yes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I Brandon can't remember Lee. what his channel is. Someone please post his channel please, correct. in the yeah, chat because yeah, yeah. I am mind. absolutely getting it wrong. Um, he made some really excellent bad, points Sorry, about Brandon. marketing. Yeah. Um, but there are some things that I still value in terms of an audiophile experience that Bluetooth can catch up on, but I don't like what Samsung's doing. No big surprise. We'll cover that in just a bit. Yeah. This no, is no. Tech Today. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Thank you. For thanks, sure. Jeff. So we'll get actually, to that. Jeff is another one oh, who I was I'm sure say. has some thoughts <laughs> we, uh, on we Galaxy Buds. Been, uh, yeah, we could definitely get some input there. <laughs> so uh, the, the Fold, so like I said, so the Fold for the most part aesthetically looks very much the same. Uh, same display on the outside. Same for the most part. All of, With the exception of maybe, again, minor tweaks and hopefully some benefits from the 8 Plus Gen 1. We're really not yeah. looking at a lot other than slightly thinner, slightly lighter, which almost nobody will notice. Uh, the weight yeah. and, and and the weight and slightly you know the the and the and making it slightly lighter. I I don't know why Samsung is so risk averse to putting in an extra five percent battery capacity. I, 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 that would have been Anything? my thing. Increase the battery, keep the same size, and then you know that would have been a better situation. But they're choosing to make it so that it's. I mean, I, they realize it's a heavy it's a heavy device. It's not definitely heavy. Yeah. Uh, not a light one, but. For the most part, though, you know, most people that have used the Fold for the last four years, three years, are used to the form factor. It's not yeah. like you're not bringing not in new customers by saying it's an it's ounce lighter. lighter. Yeah, no, no. Uh, but it's a tablet. People understand that iPads are heavier than iPhones. Like absolutely. this is one I think I can trust consumers to not be complete knuckle draggers. Yeah, like yeah. they get it. I, I don't have any problems putting my duo in someone's hands and them saying like, wow, this is so thin, but it's heavier than I thought it would be. Interesting. It's like a tablet. I don't have to tell them anything. So Samsung, give us a couple extra grams of actual of battery. battery. Yeah. I'm no, no, pretty no. sure our atrophied, uh, you know, COVID uh, muscles can handle it. I think it would be good for us. They would have had um, more of a positive because that would that is exactly what I'm going on with the flip. I love the fact that they increased the, uh, finally the size of the battery. Yes. That we're not stuck to a 3300 milliampere. So uh, that's who, who was it that that posted? Someone, someone. I think it might have been Michael. Mm -hmm. um, or was that? it? Oh hey, Aditya's in the chat. How you doing, Aditya? I'm well. sorry. I, I already lost it in the chat, but someone mentioned like, hey, I'm really just curious because now... Oh, it was Farhan. Curious to see the Z Flip 4 battery performance since it has the same battery capacity as the vanilla S22. So the little <laughs> S22 Two, with the 8 Gen 1, one. we would should it... expect... I think I think we should expect around a 5 to 8% bump in just... If you could use it exactly the same Apples as to the Apples. S22. 
S2020, exactly. S22, but mm-hmm. I think the flip is actually going to do even better than that. Because, because so many of your interactions with the flip are with the flip closed. I think the absolutely. flip is going to murk the S22. Gonna, no, no, no. The flip is going to flip it, my friend. It's going to flip it on its back. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So Samsung got it. Uh, price point on the flip is pretty much the same. Really didn't get much on the difference there. Slightly better display. It's a more of adaptive display, but not a lot of um, nothing. That, Which, again, think, is another advantage over the S22. It, it, it's again, <laughs> Samsung lied about the S22 screen. You, they you better remember, get it right on the flip. Well, let's hope they do. Actually, what I'm hoping, which I haven't heard anybody talk about, is will Dex be available? Will they finally give us Dex on the flip? At $1,000, a phone where the S22 Plus has Dex, why would the flip not have it? Why is this such a premium experience? I I agree with you, but I really feel like this is Samsung's strategy to say, we can make a premium tier device, and just like Xiaomi, we don't need to include premium features like video output. Again, I feel like they're, they're, they're looking at ways that they can save costs instead of making the truly better device that we know they can make. They're saving a little money on the USB. They're saving mm-hmm. a little bit money, a little bit of money on things like the camera stack, and ultimately they're trying to charge more for some of the same hardware that you would have found in a traditional Slate phone. I get it because hinges should add a significant price to any oh. phone. As soon as you make a bend, that's that's what you should expect. I'm but I also you. feel if it's already premium, give mm-hmm. me a premium option that has all the goodies. But that's not really, I feel, what Samsung's going to... Th- that's not Samsung anymore. Samsung no, isn't no, no, looking no. to compete. Yeah, Samsung's not even trying to compete. No, yeah. they're, very much, they've, they're very much comfortable where they are, and they feel like they don't need to actually do anything. Um, and at some point, this is going to be their problem, and this is where people are going to be able to surpass them. Because here's the weird thing about it. At CES, there wasn't a lot of buzz around it, but Samsung showcased some interesting foldable technologies, interesting displays, different rollables, uh, trifold a whole bunch of different Mm -hmm. uh, devices that they showcased having better uh innovation right it's the technology that we're trying to see what is the next level um i'm with you also on on the fact that a hinge should should basically require a premium but this is the fourth generation fold this is the third generation flip i think right because i think the flip we skipped one oh no no there was two flips that were one was without one with 5g they're counting them too but by the fourth generation, the price should drop, and the the especially since we, we're not reinventing the hinge. Okay, the hinge mechanism is pretty much the same. Everybody's primarily primarily sticking to their guns. I think the flip should have been the price should have dropped more than just sticking around a thousand dollars. I feel like this is something where yeah. So the the lack of TCL's presence, I think, maybe created a void for them not to be too. Yeah. Um, you know, challenged because if we had a conversation uh, about this on the discord, because like Uh Samsung display is a very different entity than Samsung consumer electronics, just like LG display is Uh, practically uh, the full two is using a Samsung display. So, (laughs) yeah. So, so, so Samsung display is, is this sort of technological part supplier, just like Samsung semiconductor. Yeah. Right. The Samsung that sells you chips in your phone is not the same Samsung that assembles phones for you to buy. These are almost completely separate entities that just happen to exist under the same umbrella conglomerate. Exactly. Um, and, and, and when we look at that kind of breakdown, LG display functions the same way. I've seen, I mean, it was years ago at CES, I saw screen display concepts that were still way more advanced than the consumer products that are coming out today. Yeah. And same thing with TCL. TCL also exists as an ODM. 
So mm-hmm. like a lot of those concepts that Samsung display was showing off, TCL is looking to try and sell similar frames to other manufacturers. So if it's like a trifold or if it's like a scrollable or if it's you know, like yeah, a clamshell. They, 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 like they teased the us with that. We've seen, exactly. Yeah, we've seen multiple yeah. concepts from TCL. And they want to put another company's label on the product and then manufacture the hardware for that product. Yeah, if so it works, it it's, works. It's, it's, it's interesting to see because we get this kind of peak every now and mm-hmm. then. Lenovo was showing off bendy folding screens years ago. Uh, TCL, uh, LG, and Samsung have all been showing off. Oh, even Oppo. OLEDs. Oppo uh, last year had that's the, right. the Oppo that's right, X, that's right. right? Oppo had a concept, the whole, the too. World, yeah, and the Oppo one and... That also kind of went out in the ether. We didn't. We saw a foldable from Oppo, but it wasn't what they were demoing. Like you know what I mean? Like it wasn't in the same realm. They realized maybe sticking to a a clamshell is still the form factor they wanted. Yeah. Although I like what they did with it. So yeah. Well, and at the same time, we got news on a on Motorola. Had a couple of people in chat like Michael I know, Cochran I know. saying like yeah, 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 the new I'll, Razor and in China like, only. I'm like for now at least like what I I, I you know but this is this is very telling. Um, uh, Xiaomi sent us big... press releases. I but saw like, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say. I'm no, pretty I... sure we got the same emails. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But now what I'm saying is, Xiaomi sent us press releases. I mean, we have pretty good working relationships with Xiaomi for international devices, but not really for Chinese only hardware. Yeah, so Chinese obviously, we don't have Xiaomi foldables. But look at how many bleeding edge concepts are not coming to the United States. Moto isn't even going to try. The the reception to their products has been so milk toast. I don't I, blame them at all. I, all of their money's know, tied but, up in mid rangers. Yeah. Look at Oppo, really reserving like the bleeding edge tech, and and they're sending more advanced phones to India than what they'll send here to the United States. Mm-hmm. Again, like the the United States is becoming the backwaters of consumer electronics, and Samsung is not helping lift that that, that no, time no. we're not lifting we have those such boats. a weird process of getting people uh getting devices certified and and, and on carriers and so on um like the whole thing today we're you know we're ta- i was talking to wander in the uh you know behind the show obviously um i'm dealing with some massive rcs issues on my s22 ultra like this i have never had this much issues with a samsung device in a year connectivity issues and now to, to topple the conversation going in with what t-mobile's doing with it i'm not saying t-mobile specifically and i want to be very specific about saying that rcs on t-mobile devices does not work the same way as on rcs uh, on devices that are unlocked and what it means essentially is t-mobile utilizes certain servers for rcs they don't use google services and because of that, Juan and I haven't been able to talk for the last week. And my son and I can't send text nope. messages because my, my phone is borked. So oh, to... your son totally isn't getting your text messages. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, he, dad. Yeah, but, uh, he's, he could care less. He, he's at that point right now. He Omar, definitely he's, he's about Omar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure not. No. He, he always answers the No. Um, the thing that drove me is, uh, so Juan and I usually t- we talk about the show, you know, we're setting up stuff, trying to work out certain things in the background. And I'm like, for a couple of days, I was like, dude, what's wrong? Are you like, I thought, I thought the one was ghosting me. And I was like, uh, TK, just, you know what you did, TK. I know. You know yeah. what you did. I'm sorry, man. The, the check is in the mail and I'm sorry for keeping the phone longer than wow. I was saying. Yeah. You know, all I have to say though, is the, the, the reality is though, Samsung is, so the, the way we have it in the in the states, sorry, to go back to that point that I was that I was trying to point prove, 
it's very hard for companies outside of the U.S. to come in and sell devices to the U.S. market. The U.S. market is not what we what you what you think is as a simple process. Um, for them to get in, they have to con- conform to what T-Mobile, AT&T, and Verizon are offering. And even if you go with NVMOs, they're all utilizing the same technologies, right? So at the end of the day, um, you know, even OnePlus, they make special specific things done to their devices because of T-Mobile or AT&T want them. So what what we see here is a basically a, a very much closed, shielded area that very few companies can get in. OnePlus is in, Pixel is in, Motorola is in, and then we obviously now have Samsung and Apple. That's pretty much it. I mean, it's very small. And the problem is, yeah, Motorola sees that their sales are not going great because they only sold the phone on Verizon. They yeah. gave in to that. If you only but, put but a again, device on one carrier, I mean. But, but again, it's it's you've got to play this completely circuitous game. And to get a deal on any carrier means if you're smaller that you have to sign some kind of exclusivity. Oh my god! And like, and, and make super look at OnePlus and T-Mobile, version. Motorola mm-hmm. and and Verizon, or you've got to build a singular device for that carrier. And TCL like ended up OnePlus going that way. No, no, I know. Yeah, what I was TCL say. has TCL? been T- this year's TCL, TCL has been order. doing that with low cost carriers, though. Yeah, so oh, they no, have yeah. specifically an army right. of yeah. little molds of 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 lower and less expensive devices, and they can just part swap. Put it, put a phone together, and then like send it out to a Boost Mobile. Like yeah, no, no, that's that's exactly the machine that they can do. Yeah, um, no, yeah. Motorola really can't do that the not same anymore. way as like yeah, HMD not, or TCL or another. Well, not one of not these. like the olden days. Yeah, not 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 yeah. the old <laughs> Motorola. But that's days. also, but that's also why none of these phones get any kind of long lasting support. So it's like it, again, it, it's you've got to know you're going to get a cheap phone, but. If it gets updates for a year, that's kind of a victory. No, I know. It, it, and most of them don't even, like you said, they don't guarantee that. So the long story is short is I'm, I mean, I, I want to say I, I, I'm, 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 I'm confused. I, I don't under, I mean, I understand it, <laughs> yeah. but I'm still confused because it's like watching, oh my God, it's like going to a candy store, looking at all the candy, knowing how tasty mm-hmm. those things are and mm-hmm. walking right out. Because that's yep. what we're doing, and and you got it, to do some fun window shopping, apps of flipping, uh, folding windows <laughs> shopping. But you know, right. so the example would be also like you know when when the the 12s Ultra came out from Xiaomi, you know you you put your money down and you actually p- picked up your own device because that was literally the only way for us to for you to be able to get that device in your hand yeah. and test it out. Um, and a lot of creators did as well, and a lot of creators are doing that as well. So I'm I'm kind of almost tempted to like really understand. Is it, does Xiaomi and, and other companies that put out these these amazing devices and never bring them to the international market? What's the benefit for them? Because all oh, your it's, t- it's no no. I mean, I actually now having used the twelve S Ultra for a little while. To me, yeah. this is local national pride. What you're doing is you're creating a Halo product for your most exclusive company uh, customers on your home turf. And you're going to use them as advocates and brand mm-hmm. um, visibility. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's just like what we do with Apple here. For some reason, there is a quality to Apple products that people like to showcase as if it's something special when it's really a commodity device. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. in in China, they are building a a tiny number. But compared to all of the phones that Xiaomi sells, they are building a tiny number of these ultras. Mm-hmm. Only for their most diehard 
customers and fans, and that that they will live in China to to be sort of like the the, the most exciting products. Again, like I love you know you go into a GM dealer. And you lust over this Corvette, this new mid-engine supercar, but like you're probably going to drive out with like a Chevy Bolt. <laughs> you know, like you're not, <laughs> no. you're not, you're not going to leave the dealership with the Corvette. But the Corvette is a Snap halo right product back into GM, reality, my friend. Yeah. Even though you know they sell one Corvette for every thousand other mainstream oh, I, cars. absolutely. But the Corvette sell. is in the front yard. The Corvette is the one that gets cleaned every single day. No, no, I'm, yeah. I, I totally understand that. I, my, my, my one thing would be is. Um, with the understanding that they, it is a Chinese-only device. The reason I say this specifically is the find end that I got is a Chinese-only device from Opal, but Opal was a little bit more willing to allow the international media to provide some coverage on it, even though, again, as you said, it's a flagship device for their, for their market, and it's intended to stay there. Um, so mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we'll obviously we'll talk a little bit more, but the, 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 fold, the fold mixed, sorry, the, the Xiaomi fold, sorry, the Xiaomi mixed fold. Me the, something? No, no more me. They, they always go. So Xiaomi Mix Fold. Oh, that's right. That's that's right. Xiaomi Mix Fold. Yeah, too. the me right. kind of got. <laughs> that's like 2020, man. What's what's up, man? It's not yeah. about me anymore. Not about <laughs> Not about me, me, me. No, um, I love it. The device. I mean, just the fact that they have Leica in there. The cam- Like other companies yeah. are truly trying to push the camera experience on a foldable to make it, you know, equivalent to the luxury item that you're picking up. It's more so like, you know, uh, even Huawei does more on their cam- uh, on their foldable devices. And I'm hoping yeah. to be able to check those out at IFA um, in another few weeks. So there's a little bit of things kind of going on. Um, but yeah, so just to kind of get Samsung. I feel like I want to get over the Samsung block because we, I keep leaving and coming yeah, we back. keep getting distracted. The we keep wanting to talk about things other than Samsung. It is. It is. Um, I don't so know about you. Hold on. In, in talking okay. about Samsung, I would just like to highlight how few people were talking about Samsung. Unpacked event. Two of their of Samsung's Halo products. They are yeah. trying to convince people aggressively that folding bending plastic screens are the future these are the statement products this is like the bleeding edge of samsung r&d i barely saw samsung unpacked as a trending topic on twitter no my youtube feed was not completely decimated like i had other videos peeking through from some of like my movie channels and horror channels and arg channels like in years past, a Samsung Unpacked would have just been no-go on YouTube yeah. for an entire day. And and after a brief period of reviewers saying, you know, sharing which phones that they were going to try and purchase and the Samsung purchasing site going down hard, not being able to keep up with a much more limited demand. I was um, like, how? Yeah, this topic to me, I was has like, already How did, how did that eclipsed. make sense? Yeah, the device is like almost $2,000 after tax if you really kind of factor that in, even if you do trade-ins or whatever. About the only thing that I would probably say, and if this, if anybody's even thinking about picking up the Z Fold, the Z Flip 4, not the Fold, and um, you know, please thank me later if you decide to do this. <laughs> Samsung is doing this interesting thing. They're giving out 900 bucks for the Z Flip 3 as a trade-in. Mm-hmm. Not that bad of a deal. Reasonable. It's a, it's a, it's a year-old phone. Sold for a thousand dollars, they're getting a nine hundred dollars. That's think about the the benefit there. Mm-hmm. That phone sells for five hundred bucks on Amazon. Yep. 
you can pick up a $500 phone off of Amazon trading that sucker in paid a hundred bucks or if more. And you just got yourself a Z flip four for 600 bucks. Yep. I'm just saying, if you're looking to save some money, that's the thing. You can probably I mean, find them even cheaper if you want. Oh, totally. To no, 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 totally. If, you, if you try stuff, to maybe, but... absolutely. Uh, you can find one that's in decent shape and whatever. But what I'm trying to say is this is Samsung inflating the value of a device. The, the, the Z Flip 3 is not the $900 device. It is not. Nope. I'm happy that and, they're offering it, but it's not. It's and, a $500 And this phone. also, again, I, I, I can't understand how this is foldable to be sustainable. The value of their devices are so down. It's they like, plummet. Yeah. And, and, and so that also means they're not really making the MSRP, the padding, the profits on these products that they're that they're hoping to make. Yeah, yeah. And I know they've got an enormous they're, they're the economy of a small country all by themselves. So you can subsidize this to a certain degree. But they're Jeff not has, really winning the way, Jeff this got fight. me on that. Yeah. So Jeff's like, I know a few people who do that. I'm, I'm just saying, if sure. you want to save some money, that's the way to go. But yeah, Q sorry, sir. But but it, it's it's starting to get silly because then also your expectation is if I want the absolute best deal to trade in my old Samsung, or even not even my old Samsung, just my older Samsung for a yeah. newer Samsung, mm-hmm. I am never going to scratch the surface of the promise that they make on long-term software support. Yeah. So if you're really in the Samsung ecosystem and you know that if you try to keep that phone out for three years, your trade-in values are going to be decimated. Your resale value is nuked by Samsung. Samsung is the one that is leading the charge on this hyperinflated trade-in value and wrecking the used market for their own phones. And they have these ridiculous sales that further wreck the used pricing if you buy early. And then at the same time, people pretend that it's like such a great promise that you're going to get four years of software. But the people most aggressively in the Samsung ecosystem shouldn't be taking advantage of the longer software if they want the best deals on trade-ins. It's completely upside down. And Samsung, I feel, is floundering for a long-term strategy that returns the cachet of the brand. There's no value here. There's no excitement with other consumers. It's just another Android that's going to be looked at as a poor person phone against an iPhone. No one looks at at a Galaxy and goes, oh, Oh, is that the new Galaxy? You must be wealthy. You know, like that that does not happen. And it doesn't matter if it flips or it bends or it folds or if are it's you, an ultra you, or anything else. Are you else. saying I'm not cool because I have the S22? Is that what you're saying, Juan? After all I'm, these years of knowing each other, is that how, I'm it, saying this is how it goes down? You're not cool oh, because you have an ultra. I'm saying you're cool it's not despite ultra, you this, having this is, an ultra. No, no. So uh, just, for, just for reference, uh, um, <laughs> I have I, I I've been on a streak of not buying carrier version devices for the yeah. longest time, and from day one, dude, seriously, from day one, nothing against I don't I'm not trying to make a statement against T-Mobile. This is not T-Mobile that I'm speaking to about. It's a carrier version of the phone. That's what I'm specifically talking about because <laughs> it's going to sound like I'm talking about T-Mobile. Sure. The device I decided to pick up was two hundred dollars off because the carrier was that cheap, and I happened to use that carrier. I have had such a like oh my god like so many concerns and issues and like i appreciate the fact that i have larger storage on this device and the cameras are very nice i do appreciate that i'm not denying what the device can do but connectivity issues rcs issues um slowdowns um still uh, one ui compatibility with third-party launchers i have consistently had to kind of maneuver around it 
I don't understand why. And then, then to find I out, mean, you that, must be again, doing something wrong, TK, because my touch was never lags. It <sighs> never lags. Well, maybe we should go back to touch. No, and and not only that, even one UI five seems like it's a minor update over four. Long story is, do, do, do you know where I, I want to give them a little again. credit? Looking Please. at like really digging deep into the one UI. Um, anyone who is a fan of decks. I need you to go to your desk, like if you have a little like student desk or a writing desk, and pull out your nicest stationery, and I need you to write a loving and earnest letter of thanks to Motorola. Because if you're a fan of DEX, the newest updates to One UI 5 will start to include a few more quality of life improvements that came first in I'm Moto Ready 4. Ready you did not get those so because on, Samsung uh... is awesome. You no. only got those because Samsung saw a glimmer of competition from Motorola and a few people talking about, why can't my super expensive $1,300 phone put out a 4K image through the USB HDMI? I, How come oh I can't God. stream 4K from an ultra Samsung, but I can from a Moto? Yeah. And it was only that embarrassment of Motorola beating them to the punch that but, is giving you any improvement to Samsung DeX. And I think I'm not saying don't stop happen. using DeX. I'm saying credit where credits do. It wasn't Samsung. It was Moto. So send anymore. them a nice letter. Absolutely. Dear, it's the least dear, you could do. Dear DeX. If not buying one of their phones. The least you could do <laughs> is at least say, thank you. You made my product better when Samsung really hasn't in years. <laughs> and and I think this is the concern. But anyways, to, to kind of summarize, unpacked. I want to again. I want to move on. I like we we're, we're literally could make the whole thing on it. Um, I know. So the watches that came out are Bluetooth watches. There's just a slight update over last year. Still running Wear OS. Uh, there's a titanium. They, they're not using the classic title anymore. They went with five and five Pro. And there's also no LTE edition that I saw. All I saw was basically Bluetooth connections. So my four classic from last year is still technically a much more badass watch than what we saw this year. But I digress. You know, their watches, if you like them, they look really good. They obviously are running Wear OS uh, 3.0. I, I mean, it, it's interesting. Like, I, I don't think anyone was really anxious about, like, are we going to get more processing power? Because I believe it's using the same Exynos that the I, Pixel yeah. Watch and the Watch 4 is using, right? I, I'm trying to, like, I'm bringing up my notes. Like, no, I mean, without, without, uh, without digging through the notes. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, if no, not, sure. it's going to be pretty similar. But what I think is actually going to be an No, it's the it exact same processor. Bezel. It's the Exynos w, uh, W920. It's the okay. same, same processor. It, it, We're not getting It more. sucks losing the dial, you know, mm -hmm. your little rotating bezel. So that's, but I'll yeah. trade the bezel for a bigger battery. That's really one of the things so that's going to make living with a that, watch nicer. So, yeah, for, for that with the classic, because the classic, so that would be my only thing about it that I liked about it is the fact that you said the battery and the fact that because on the LTE model that I got or the, yeah, the 4G LTE model that I have with the classic watch, uh, yeah, the battery sucks. Especially if you if your Bluetooth connection with your phone is not super strong and you drop off the Bluetooth and it has to switch over to LTE, you just start seeing that straight down. Um, but either way, I think uh, I like the titanium. It, it kind of has a little bit, if, yeah, if I might cool. say, homage to the titanium edition that we had with Huawei back in the day, the classic Huawei watch back in the day. I, I think it's interesting. Like the casing itself, though, looks very much like a TicWatch E3 now. It's, a little it's bit flatter. It's more it's cylindrical. Fl it's exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah kind it, of that it, harder, it, harder lined look. And I kind of miss like the old frontier. 
the, so that's the, it, the, front, frontier the frontier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was the last time I felt like where it looked, it was trying to drive that, 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 uh, the realistic look of a watch. And that's what, like I said, with the classic four, uh, I like the fact that we went back to the bezel as opposed to a digital, uh, you know, kind of spin, which it's not that it's bad. It just, it's the mechanical feel of that. That was always nice. Yeah. Um, so now let's talk a little bit about the audio since I feel like a lot of people are going to be interested. About oh, sure. That. The, so, the Buds- and, and, but Bud's Pro, and again, if uh, Bud's Two Pro, if, if yeah. Jeff yeah. wants to correct me here in the chat, but Brandon, um, I, I don't know if we can pull up if if you can find his tweets or if it's even worth <laughs> digging in. But, but like Brandon this. was bringing up, <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. Oliver. I'm like, no, See, hold on, no, no. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely my when I say I digress, it wasn't so much a digression as it was a calculated snarky yeah. kind of. Oh my god! Smug yeah, yeah. moment from me that I'm acknowledging took us off in another direction. So yeah, TK yeah, yeah. is much more earnest and genuine uh, when he goes off on a tangent. I'm usually doing it with some kind of agenda in mind. Um, okay. Thank you, thank you. Sorry. So um, the uh, Brandon, great, great uh, Twitter thread, yeah. um, talking about some of these claims. I am for any consumer electronics company that is trying to improve the situation of Bluetooth audio. Bluetooth is not a very good connection standard for consistently streaming and sharing larger quantities of data. So we've done some very incredible things over the generations of Bluetooth and Mm -hmm. with smarter compression and codecs and the ability to squeeze more information into a tinier package that can then get unpacked in your ears. This is all remarkable stuff. Um, Brandon's bringing up a point where Samsung making these bold claims about 24-bit audio in these new earbuds. Revolutionary, amazeballs sound. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But Brandon is correct that just 24-bit audio doesn't tell you anything. No, really about no, sound it's, quality. It's, it's such a small piece in the equation of audio to your ears from the thing. And bits, and this is where I, I really appreciated Brandon got pretty technical. I'm not going to get as technical here when it comes to the acoustic physics of data compression and the acoustic physics of actual sound. Um, but when we talk about 24-bit audio, generally, and I'm grossly oversimplifying, what we're actually talking about is like loudness. When we go from 16-bit to 24-bit audio, that increases, that lowers our noise floor and increases our upper range. And really, mm-hmm. that range of, of audio isn't experienced much by the human ear. The loudness is well above what we would consider safe listening, and the noise floor is so low. Even if you had golden ears, we wouldn't necessarily be able to hear it. I don't get excited about 24-bit audio for 24 bits. I get excited because 24-bit audio often comes with higher sampling rates and frequency response rates and the ability to hear more sonic information and to to include sonic information beyond the range of human hearing. I am enough of a nerd that I believe even when it creates additional distortion, the information that we really captured out in 2496 or 24192 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that extra information way out in the frequency response does 
influence the sound that we can hear. Literally, just sound waves bouncing around in a space or sound waves bouncing around in your skull.、Mm-hmm. I believe we can capture a truer representation of what that might have sounded like, even when it creates additional distortion. But the reason why I get excited about 24-bit is because it's extremely uncommon to record 16-bit 96 kilohertz. It's、okay. n- I've never seen 16-bit. Yeah, 192. So usually you only link those with 24 bit audio 24 or 32 bit、yeah. audio. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it depends if you. So at that point you're going into an actual DAC, like a USB C type DAC、sure. experience, to be and, able to get the. Audio yeah, I've got my、together. THX right in front of me. I、Absolutely. loved LG Quad DACs. So so part part of what's crappy about earbuds, I cannot verify. That we're really hearing all of the information that these companies claim are sending to the earbuds because I can't record samples of the、um, earbuds in a way that would really detail what they're capable of producing. I have very low expectations on Galaxy Buds being audiophile grade listening experiences. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. And no, then, no. last、yeah. point, we get to the very end of this, and it's a proprietary Samsung、it's、communication gonna, standard. That enables this advanced codec, and Which, they're trying to beat Apple to the punch. Well, and this is why I hate ecosystem. Oh my god! You could do、yeah. LDAC, you could do LHDC, you could do Aptex Adaptive, you could license a technology, you could you I mean you could create a standard that then you share with other companies and other manufacturers. But making it a proprietary Galaxy phone to Galaxy earbuds But,、yeah. makes this even more complicated for consumers. I've got now Snapdragon earbuds that don't completely work with the Pixel. I've got LHDC solutions that primarily work best with Chinese phones. I've got LDAC. LDAC is now becoming the standard because、yeah. Sony's saying like, "Yeah, use it, yeah. go use it." And Samsung could have pulled the Sony route, but they didn't. And now we're stuck with yet another pair of earbuds that are going to have a poorer experience if you ever decide to switch your phone. Ecosystem is lock-in. Ecosystem is almost never a long-term consumer benefit, and that、yeah. pisses me off that we've let Apple color the conversation on you、Locking、accept you what we give you. Now、yep. you're locked in, and if you ever try to leave, it's going to be painful. For you to get all of the pieces collected that are going to work somewhere else,、yep. and Samsung is trying to copy that sort、oh, of strategy. Oh, ab- absolutely, man! They're not—they're not even hiding it. They're just basically just flat out just looking at the Apple playbook and just like, okay, we're taking this page this week. And and so that was the the biggest thing. And then of course they don't mention all of the the subsidy and the little detail, the fine detail of you know.、Uh, 24 bit only on Samsung devices, and oh by the way, it'll probably be the flag the flagships of 2022 probably forward, because it's probably relying、yeah. on Bluetooth LE 5.3. So there's a whole bunch of things coming up that are, man, it just makes it weird. It really just makes the experience weird. And and the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, I mean, buds are good.、Uh, you do need, you know, we all have wireless buds now. We've all accepted the the fact that you know wired solutions are few and far apart. So, you know, Sony obviously still holding it. Uh, using third-party、uh, USB DACs and stuff like that are going to、mm-hmm. be the solutions to get the great audio. But you know, buds are going to be the thing.、Uh, we have the you know Pixel coming into those, the Pixel Buds Pro coming in there. There's a few other things coming、yeah. up. But 
honestly, so yeah, like now kind of like going through the whole, you know, roster of announcement, very little of the announcements got me excited. I was a little bit more excited, honestly, on the watch, primarily because the battery is going to be a, li- yeah. a lot better and last longer. Uh, like literally just giving me a bigger battery does contribute yeah. to a consumer experience. No, I, and... exactly. Yeah, no, it, it, it's that's, maybe that's all it needed to be. Factual <laughs> benefits of being able to use your watch more than two days and just go that extra, uh, a little sure. bit longer, you know, go away I, I just, for a I just wanna, or something. I just want to highlight this here from Jeff. Uh, he says, agree. This is why I personally prefer third-party audio solutions from brands outside of Samsung Apple OnePlus. The yep. only reason I want to pick on you, Jeff, is when the OnePlus Buds Pro came out, the best listening experience with those Buds was connecting them to a Xiaomi phone. Oh, my God. No, you're mixing things. LHDC support wasn't yeah. on the OnePlus 9 or OnePlus 10 for a couple of updates until yeah. after those Buds came out. Yeah, the you Buds got came the best early. possible experience on, on, on Mi phones, on the Mi 11. So again, it's like even when OnePlus tries to do lock-in, they actually enriched a competitor's product <laughs> with their own accessories and earbuds. So I don't think Samsung's going to be quite so clumsy. I think they're going to have that on lock <laughs> where <laughs> OnePlus was like, oops, I guess our earbuds beat <laughs> our, our phone so, updates. No, I'll, I'll say this. The the audio solution from OnePlus and Oppo for them within this year has been phenomenal. Uh, my favorite audio uh, earbuds yeah. to use. I if I'm using an Oppo, I'll I'll switch over to the uh, to the Oppo uh, Enco Buds, uh, the Enco Two, and then of course uh, with with mm-hmm. with OnePlus Ten, I've been using basically the OnePlus Buds Pro. Um, they've been great. They're, they're seriously like yeah. one of my favorite buds. Um, third party solution, a little bit with with Jeff on that one. Soundcore is actually I, I'm a little bit more leaning towards. I feel. They've been I, really. I like Soundcore, to... but I'm not a Rumble junkie. And... Well, so but that's the thing. It, 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 yeah. For me, so yeah, so I, I'm with you. the The tuning is typically done very, you know, more into dancing and basically over amplifying the the uh, the mids and lows to give you more of that bassy, that the bouncing that your ears drums are basically at a club. Um, but there's some of the other solutions can also be tuned if you can tune them a little better to get some better audio experiences. Their Q30, I think, last year that, that they released the over the yeah. ear were also pretty comparable to my Sony's. Pretty good. So they're the reason I like them is because their experience and what they offer and the audio quality that they keep improving. Uh, but other companies like Sennheiser also provides really good experiences that I really like their solutions when it comes down to audio. Yeah. Uh, you know, one I more. I really need to try those new momentums. They look pretty solid. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. The, the reason why I feel like those are the better solutions, but then you also have to keep in mind, like last year with the S21 Ultra, I couldn't listen to LDAC because Samsung wouldn't let me turn on LDAC. Mm-hmm. LDAC did not work. We needed the S22 yep. Ultra to get LDAC because apparently that's the benefit there. So, and, and that was such a pain because Sony actually included that in AOSP by contributing to AOSP, AOSP and it was Samsung. Yeah. It wasn't LDAC. No, no, Again, was people are saying, oh, LDAC doesn't work. No, LDAC does, LDAC work. does work. Samsung yeah. broke LDAC. Um, on my side, it's definitely been uh, One More's. The new One More Evos have been great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I keep coming back. These bear dynamics are pretty nice. Dude, so on top of that, Snapdragon sound, Snapdragon sound with bear dynamic, man, is like, oh, my God. But yeah, no, it's I, pretty I, good. I, Oh my so God. so now I've got the Ow sound. So I've got that neck band with the planar drivers, yeah, uh, yeah, the planar dual, uh, the p- dual planar and dynamic drivers, and then I've got one more dual drivers, and I've got the bare dynamic Freebirds, and like, yeah, I don't I don't need to buy a first party earbud. 
I'm still going to, at some point, when I can dig out of the hole of reviewing gear that I've got currently on my desk, I am going to circle back to the Pixel Buds. I'm interested. But in terms of sound quality and the tuning that I prefer, I've got a trio of solutions that are rocking my socks right now. So I got to see what else some of these other solutions can offer. But man, it's... It's pretty nice. Um, it, and it if absolutely. I ever want to go nicer, I can, like, dig out my FIO and some, like, studio monitors or... Did you ever pick like, up a Q4? Odyssey. Or are you still... Uh, did, did you get your Q... I thought you remember you told me it was... Uh, oh, the Q4? No, I haven't. The, the one that I, I really want is the, the new BTR, which oh, okay. I think yeah. is still kind of on back order. Like, it's officially able to be purchased now. Yeah. But it's uh, it's not really shipping to the United States for a couple more weeks. That BTR seven looks stunning, <laughs> and I need it, and and I must have it. And I've been like doing grabby hands in a very undignified manner to and, my and, and, and sc- You're scaring Nvidia, man. Don't do that. Don't don't ever do this. It's I mean, it's not Sony. Sony would be like, okay, yours is like fluctuating all over the place. Yeah, I'm like nah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's brutal. I need it. Yeah. I need no, it. no, I I'm with you. So, I'm with you. Um, so Xiaomi also introduced a foldable, and I would like to say, uh, well done, Xiaomi, on designing a hinge that doesn't create a god-awful crease. Or a gap. Uh, no, I mean, the, the, the yeah. reality at the end it's of the progress. day... It's progress. It is. That's what I'm trying to say, though. It's the progress that we want to see year over year, especially with a foldable at $1,800 or you know, with the pricing that we're yeah. in. It's going to be a $2,000 slate. Sure. Oh, absolutely. No, no. Uh, the um, It's somewhere. So actually, it, it's a little bit cheaper. The low end model of it goes somewhere around $1,333 all the way up to $1,733. They were technically are offering a slightly cheaper model that would be com- uh, it's just less storage and RAM. That's basically what the main configuration. But the, the mechanism with the hinge and everything, this is obviously retail, not markup. And if you're going to buy it through third party and all of that stuff. So please don't obviously take that with a grain of salt. Um, it still is technically slightly cheaper than what the Z Fold is as an entry level. But of course, when you put them neck and neck, they're both expensive phones. They're not going to be cheap, but it is progress. It is technology and it's innovation in the in the foldable space that we want to see. And because they don't come to the US, Samsung is not really, you know, they don't need to. They don't, they, they, they just don't. It's, yeah, they're, like you said, they're not really bothered, but they're also not going to do well internationally in markets where they've traditionally struggled mm-hmm. well absolutely the, these foldables like, tell, are tell me what presence trying... samsung has in china i mean i know they've given up on ever trying to crack china but like you know the entire surrounding asia pacific area is basically up for grabs and samsung doesn't seem much interested in trying to outpace and, Vivo i mean apple or Xiaomi. App, oh i was gonna say apple at least is trying uh you know yeah trying to even trying to, we can say at least they're Apple's marketing trying. like crazy in those areas yeah, yeah. no no absolutely it, and it's it's realistically just yeah it, it's a confusing story I, I don't get me wrong i'm saying this at the same time of saying that I, I i put money down to get the z fold 4 knowing quite well that this is not going to be the the it's not this is not what what you know the the oh my god kind of thing but at the end of the day i'm not going to deny the fact that you know i did buy the full three i did enjoy using it i don't prefer the the full form factor over the find n and i really want to know what it why is oneplus not bringing a find n style device 
there's been rumors going around, a whole bunch of rumors saying that, look, Oppo doesn't sell in the US, OnePlus does. So if mm-hmm. Oppo has a Find N and the Find N does well, you know, vis-a-vis, you know, magic, you know, back and forth, all that good stuff, OnePlus should be able to do something like that for us in the US market. And they would be the, the right channel to, to break it. Because once that happens, Samsung un- surprisingly will wake up. And they'll be like, oh, no, but we I have mean, six they won't, though. No, I mean, well, you know what I mean? No, I know. What I'm saying is it's it's the hint of competition. I'm so bitter. It's like, here. come on. <laughs> come on um, here, I, I just I just want to screen share this real quick. Uh, this is uh, Fudzilla of all places had uh, had some of the better PR, the press images. Um, so let me share this here. So, first of all, just impressive when we look at the measurements here, we're getting really close to duo territory. That's as incredibly sexy. Slim. That is sexy. Look how thin that is. Not, not duo two. We actually, I think we are beating duo two. So, we're in <laughs> duo one territory for panels that are just gorgeous and I... sleek. That oh means, like, when you fold it closed, this isn't really that much bigger than, than a traditional phone. Like, what I think, a normal but that's the phone. goal, though, isn't it? Isn't it to, for it to function as like a regular phone yes. when it's folded? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's but then I also be. wanted to show this because you've got this like Q-tip shape to mm-hmm. the uh, to the inner display. It's kind of like when the you end. unfurl yeah. this, you're going to have substantially less of the trench that I really can't look past on the fold when when i like to put two apps side by side i remember your orientation you're like i cannot unsee that that is just right i can't see around it especially because it's plastic so it's not it's not a perfectly consistent line of a trench the plastic subtly shifts across the length of the device and as it's catching any light in my home it is constantly putting curved glass glare right through the middle of the screen in the orientation that I prefer to have two apps side by side. One, I really feel like the 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 fold, the hinge is 90 degrees wrong. It it's should the, fold the, absolute, the, other the other direction. Way. Exactly. But if you can do this, and, and I mean, I think this is one of the benefits of the Oppo, and it mm-hmm. looks like Xiaomi is doing this even more dramatically, is if you can bend the plastic internally so that it doesn't crimp as tightly, you will have less of a trench when you open it back up. So I'm going to be critically interested in seeing what Xiaomi can do here because this looks like the evolution of the idea that Samsung refused to give us. The Fold 4 is basically a Fold 3 with a couple tweaks. This right. looks like yeah. what a Fold 4 should, should have been. If Samsung have were really to be, committing to, be, to the yeah, R&D exactly. spending. Well, and not only that, though, but if you think about the fact that reality, I realize, so we, we said this before where we're saying, look, Samsung displays is not Samsung mobile and it's, you know, vice versa kind of a conversation. Uh, yep. This device is... Samsung is, display can do better Samsung, work. I mean, that's what yeah. I'm saying. This foldable is featuring Samsung's technology and it's outdoing its mobile department because the mobile department mm-hmm. felt like, I think we could just keep it the way, you know? So long story short, I think it, I think the conversation around the, the, you know, Xiaomi's technology, Oppo's technology, and some of the other foldable technologies that we're seeing on the market, has it, it begs to be said that there has to be a conversation around that. Um, I just right now I'm, I'm seriously I'm like in in a weird situation I'm like kind of debating did I make a mistake of going for the fold four 
should I just keep my Fold 3 or should I just sell my Fold 3? Because at the end of the day, like I really don't use it as much. Ever since I've gotten the Find N, the Fold 3 has been just sitting there. Yeah. I don't really use it. It's it's like, not to say that I have too many foldables. I'm just saying, like from a form factor, <laughs> if I want to take something right. with me, would I rather take a phone that takes that much space and gives me the wrong form factor and I always have to turn it or go with a phone that gives me more workable uh, surface area on the outside? 4G LTE in the US and uh, I mean, 512 gigs of storage, everything that I've wanted out of the device. The only difference obviously is that I had to sideload Google services because it's not meant for the international market. Right. But it's to me... But it's working. Yeah, it's it does. No, no, it still works. It sits on my desk. I use it I, literally. It's one of my things where I prop it on my desk and I watch content on it because I love the form factor of it. When I'm editing and I my, both of my displays are covered with what uh, with basically just content and so on, it's something that I appreciate. But I, I I'll, I'll say this. OnePlus, if you're listening, please make this happen. Please make this happen in this 2022 <laughs> realm. And if not 2022, don't get me wrong. 2023 alongside the 11 Pro, I'm with you. I'll be there and I'll spearhead the conversation with you. It's one of those things that we just realistically, we we are due for that. Every company and their mom are having a foldable and the US has one or well, okay, two from the same company. Yeah, because Motorola's not there anymore, right? I know somebody's going to nope. jump in and say, "Well, TK, there's Moto." No, that's it's yeah. Well, it may I mean, you can still it, technically buy a Moto, <laughs> a, last, a second gen Moto Razor. I, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I would still because obviously I put out a video today. Mm. Um, I I, uh, I still feel if you're talking about a device, what folds to fit in your pocket? Ooh, I think it's still okay to occasionally mention. That the duos exist, they fold even though the screens don't bend. Um, but no, in terms of bendy single screen devices, like man, we're we're going to see the rest of the world completely lap us, and we're going to be sitting here looking at Samsung, and they're going like, oh, well, we're giving you the best that we want to give you, and then like again, like India is going to get a Vivo. That is, and it's exciting. Two it's years exciting ahead. to see how much Vivo focuses on the on the market. <laughs> they, they they go where their where the money is. Don't get me wrong. I understand why Sony releases their phones first in China. Don't get me wrong. Does it does it bug me? Yes, I do. I understand. Yes, mm-hmm. regrettably so. But you know what I mean, though. At the end of the day, yeah. You got to do you, you got to do the right, the, the right, what's right for the company. You got to try to help, you know, help the company grow. So that's how you can keep innovating. And, you know, you know, I'm not going to say boutique style, but I mean, seriously, like Sony to me really is such a, uh, a fine wine that keeps getting better yeah. every year. And I want them to continue doing well, that. Well, we need like, to spend an, an extra. I mean, like I, I, I teased my video out, out this afternoon, uh, almost a year later, Duo 2. And if you think you know what a Duo can do, you're completely uninformed unless you've been following channels like Scary If Literal. And actually, a number of people watching are probably hip to scary if literal. But outside of (laughs) our our commentators, um, you're it's it's sad the the representation uh, the the conversation that this this gadget has gotten because it has been astoundingly good after the last couple updates. Even though it's on Android eleven. It is still capable of doing things that we're still yet to see in Android 13. Um, Microsoft has been one of the best at keeping their devices up to date with like immediate security patches. They sometimes beat Samsung and Google 
to getting security patches out to their foldables, Duo oh, One yeah, included. Don't, don't get me on this, carrier updates to devices, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, this has been stunning, and I really can't say enough nice things about a true stylus-enabled productivity multitasking device. Beast. It is not a Beast. good it's device to, to put one video across both screens. That's obvious. But oh, if you're sucks, like me, man. come on, that that yeah, that I'll, it's and, a hard pass. No video across two screens with a no. yeah. No, I'm telling people to walk away. But if you're that simple, you should just go get a three hundred dollar tablet. Um, if you're like me and you constantly think in two to three apps all at the same time, absolutely, then this is absolutely incredible. If, if you want to actually get the benefit of multitasking, that the companies out all the time all this horsepower to do a single operation <laughs> at, at a time is crazy and twitter still can't scroll smoothly on any android phone <laughs> oh my god that device is junk. no i mean seriously if you if for anybody that's ever used a computer and you know that you can run 12 to 13 maybe 20 tabs in chrome and open up multiple things Think of how much power you have in your pocket and the fact that these devices need to perform and do more. And I feel so where I like what the find end brings in the, the approach. I love how the duo does the approach to dual tasking, because this is again, what LG was trying to give us with the LG, you know, with the wing and with the V60, it's, you know, really doubling down on dual displays. Microsoft with the duo too, like, although yeah. it was a little bit of a, a weird step at the beginning, they kicked it into gear oh. with the Duo 2. They not oh, only it jumped was, over. It, it yeah. was clumsy. And, and let's oh, say, absolutely. I mean, like... We need to be I, honest. I, 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 well, oh, not even just honest. Like, let's be brutal. Um, Duo 1 really hasn't lived up to its full potential until, I would say, the March update of 2022. Oh, man. So... Okay, a year yeah. and a half into its existence, Since. now the Duo 1 is the product. Almost two years now, the Duo 1 is finally the product that Microsoft promised it would be. It, 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 yeah, That's no, not great, but if you can get one of these things on the file, fire sale prices, like I've even seen the 256 gig of this. I have the 256. I've yeah. seen this sell for as low as like 399 Oh my god! If you can grab one and you're cool yeah. rocking an 855, which is a baller chipset, oh, dude, this yeah. is now the experience Microsoft promised us almost two years <laughs> ago. <laughs> but but it okay. But it, it, we will say this. But it, it is a la Microsoft to release devices without fully fully baked in everything and then update everything to, to the point where it needs to be. And you know you have a perfect history to see that with every single release that they've done. Uh, the Duo Two to me still holds a very, 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 like I said, a very special place for me when it comes to productivity because of what it does. I like what the upgrades brought to the experience over the Duo 1. But again, when I met the Duo 1, I met it at a different time. Like it was a weird experience where we were getting slight mm -hmm. updates every once in a while. Uh, we were having to run beta software on it just to be able to get a better experience. Where, Microsoft like is having to do way more custom code on Android 10. Yeah, that was really, I think, the Achilles' heel was. Eleven Microsoft brought in was a lot having, more. yeah, eleven brought in a lot more that helped. Recent app updates have been taking better advantage of tablet form factors, mm -hmm. and Android ten was not ready for that kind of dual panel kind of experience. But I do just want to give quick shout out here. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm already losing it in the chat. There we go. Josh Vergara is apparently tackling video calls, reading emails, and watching his favorite Korean dramas on his on his Z Fold Four. So TK, Dude. I think you can just cancel your Fold Four order and I just have to go and, over to Josh's. No, I, yeah, no, I, absolutely. I, I mean, he already I, has I, it, so there you go. Josh, I'll be there in the morning. Um, you want black coffee? See or TK tea? frantically packing a suitcase. I was like, "What are you talking about?" That's Muppet like... arms flailing. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, no, no. I so yeah. So Josh and I, uh, we, we had a chance to uh, we had a chance to hang out last week uh, at the uh, event for uh, for the OnePlus Ten uh, T. So it was definitely nice to see. Uh, hope you're doing well, man. Hope everything's doing great. And um, but yeah, no. The Z Fold, like I said, the, the Fold Four has. And, and Josh and I kind of went back and forth, you know, like in, in the past also talking about, you know, foldables. Do they make sense? Are they functional? I'm a big proponent mm-hmm. of what the foldables offer. It's the form factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my tablet. I I, I am not going to try to do this. I, I love my tablet. This is a 12.4-inch <laughs> tablet. Right. It's a purposely useful tablet for that. I do not carry this with me. I do not travel with it. I like traveling with a foldable because it's a device that does provide me more with a smaller footprint in my pocket or in my backpack. The Z Fold 4 right now for me, if you're coming from a Z Fold 3, I feel like it's not a real conversation. I think if you're coming from a first generation, maybe. And if you're looking to maybe get into foldables with Samsung, maybe a Z Fold 3 or Z Fold 4. But the experience for the most part for me, I feel like we're not really moving forward and I want them to move forward for me more. I want them to do the innovation that they used to do. I think that's where the conversation kind of gets weird for me. It's like, I I miss Samsung being the company that pushes where we hear about every time a new device is released, we're getting so much more, but um, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to seeing what Josh has to say uh, and his experiences, especially with the camera. Cause he does a lot more lifestyle. I'd love to see what mm-hmm. he's able to do with the camera, especially with that main 50. It's a big improvement over the 12, obviously, but we need to still see what they're offering us. And of course, uh, you know, I, yeah, looking forward to that, man, and hope you're doing well. <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> I'll make, he's making tea. Okay, so that's where TK is going to be on Friday tomorrow. That, that's, you know, we'll, we'll go hang there out. There you go. <laughs> I just take a quick overnight, just hop a quick flight. Uh, we'll have to, we'll have to make it. Oh, we'll he, have to. Is, yeah, he's back. No, 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 he's is. back. Like, I don't. Okay. No, yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's back. You he guys was, can meet up way easier than that. It's great. I, I hope. <laughs> I, actually, I don't know. <laughs> Teak is, I, it isn't a big setup. Um, but yeah, so seriously, though, the conversation with the with the Fold, not the Fold, sorry, with uh, the Duo 2, I'm, I'm happy that, so I saw the, the announcement. I'm, I'm sure what you're talking about, you know, so if you're on the Patreon, you obviously get first and uh, you get information right away. So make sure you like, obviously subscribe to Juan's Patreon uh, to be able to get oh, uh, sometimes not only exclusive, but also early access. So not only sometimes mm-hmm. is it only Patreon, but also sometimes you get early access, higher resolution content, especially with his deep dives. Um, especially with uh, when we're talking about the, the, you know, not again. I love, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk Vivo. Focus. Not, sorry, let's talk Xiaomi. Oh uh, yeah. Focus. There that. we go, dude. What are you doing, TK? I'm sorry, <sighs> I can't do that, TK. The Omni Eye. <laughs> oh, yeah, this God. one was brutal. So, uh, what what TK is so is so graciously Trying. setting up. It's yeah, it's yeah. been early access on the Patreon. If you're on the Patreon in the preview tier, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, it was out. I think I, I had it set up for Monday evening or Tuesday morning. Um, TK and I did a field trip where yep. we were shooting a bunch of stuff at the Peterson Automo, uh, Automobile Museum. If you live in LA and if Southern you're California. visiting, you have to go to the Peterson. 
Not a question, not an option. You go, you go, you go. I don't know how yeah. I missed it, but please, yes, no. I'm, I no, I'm, so, I was so glad <laughs> that you like you, you hadn't. Back. I mean, once yeah, you yeah. go, it's three stories of just like oh warehouses of amazing yeah. cars. Yeah, so yeah. we we went and, and TK was shooting on OnePlus 10T. I yeah, yeah. I had the oh yeah. Uh, now we can say that that's what the picture. Everybody yes. was saying the OnePlus yeah. 10T sucked, but yet you know when you don't know the picture was coming from it, you're like. Okay. Anyway. Gee, it's so funny that when you don't label a one te- a one a OnePlus camera sample with OnePlus, that people seem to love the photos from a OnePlus. Uh, interesting that, isn't it? Interesting. No, I it know, always it. seems to play out that way. Yeah. But I had the uh, Vivo, the X80 Pro, and the 12s Ultra in tow for my low light samples, yeah. museum lighting, dark, moody spotlights, you know, supercars and movie theaters and stuff like that. And then I also took these two around my neighborhood for a whole bunch of just real world shooting. And there's a very long video that's currently on the Patreon. It should be going live tomorrow if YouTube will process it because it's currently in a state of check right now. I don't know, it should be ready. Um, But this is the camera showdown between the X80 Pro and the 12S Ultra. And even though we've got like big spec on the Xiaomi versus multiple cameras on the Vivo, this battle is very, very close. So it's one of my camera showdowns. I'm not just setting them in two cradles side by side and trying to talk about one has better HDR colors. Um, The first third of the video is talking about math. Mm -hmm. So be prepared. (laughs) There is going to be some conversation about optical physics and equivalence. Uh, between different camera sensor sizes and focal lengths. Yeah. But then there are uh, daylight, HDR, skin tone, um, some some conversations about video, and then the companion sensors, the ultra-wide and the telephoto sensors. It's, it's a pretty brutal showdown. Um, yeah. And I love both of these, and I didn't want to finish the video because I kept going out to shoot more samples with both phones. And at some point I was like, man, I've been shooting on these for a week like purposely going out, spending time to shoot on these each for a week, I probably should just finish this video. <laughs> and it's now finally, uh, it's finally ready to go. Yes. Uh, so definitely. So if you guys, like I said, it's um, obviously, so just make sure you subscribe, make sure to check out the information for, by the way, to Juan's Patreon, as well as his links are in the description below. Um, and of course, if you're in the middle of there going through the description, might as well, you know, hit that like and subscribe to this channel because it kind of helps us. <laughs> also keeps you posted. <laughs> Keeps you posted. And that was my sly, uh, you know, personal plug in there, of course, for everybody in. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll say this. I didn't, ha- I still haven't had a chance to play around with the 12S. I, I actually, in my mind, I'll say this. I want Juan to be done. I want Juan to just finish his video. <laughs> very, very selfishly saying these words because I'd like to borrow it. Oh, but, yeah. No, you know, this it, is definitely it, coming your way. Actually, yeah, yeah, I mean, because uh, I, I, you know, Scoop was saying I really appreciated the time with the X70 Pro Plus. Um, we, we let Scoop take the X70 for a test drive before it finally found a home in TK's hands. And I, I don't know if Scoop would be interested in in this, you know, maybe uh, after you're done with it, TK, we play a little round robin. And again, someone who is known for being a very talented and gifted photographer would also maybe take a little time with the 12S Ultra before it comes back to me, because this is definitely going to be this is a museum phone for me. Yeah, no, no, this absolutely. is, yeah. and I'm not going to critically, yeah. but, but no, this is a critically important 
very special kind of device because it is achieving something new with a sensor that we really haven't seen before on another phone. So I am definitely holding on to this one. I'm not going to be flipping it. I'm not going to be selling it. It's going to go on the bookshelf, and I will be using it as the new baseline for how we talk about camera sensor technology in standalone cameras and Mm -hmm. in phones moving forward. But I think he would have some fun with it. So it's got to go to you first. I appreciate um, it. I really want you to spend some time with it. But then after that, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see if, uh, if, if uh, maybe Scoop would also want to take it for a test drive. Too. Oh, no, no. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll be able to totally do way more than I can. But for me, it's more about the enjoyment of I want to see the evolutionary upgrade of what Xiaomi is on a Chinese variant. I haven't had it. So for all of my experiences with Xiaomi devices, like you said before, it's always been global. Even with the 11 Ultra that we got last year, that was the only time they released it, and it was very hard to get as a device. So the Ultra itself, to me, is still one of my favorite devices of 2021, Um, although I still feel like the X70 Pro Plus beat. uh, It just became part of my experience so late in the year, but then it kind of overshadowed everything that came before it, which is weird. Still to this day, though, I still prefer using it. So I'm, the one reason why we're why it became one of the devices that I'm able to keep uh, this luckily keep uh, is because I I, never, I use it now in a lot of my B-roll, a lot of my content creation and secondary cameras, as opposed to having to take out a mm-hmm. DSLR. The X70 Pro Plus does it so well. So oh yeah, yeah. I, I um so, I mean like I I can I can now say this because you know for a while there I was I was sort of using this early and and I I was working with a company to try and do uh, my e-bike video. Okay. All of the B-roll from that bike video, um, actually, what's the breakdown? 70% of the B-roll from that bike video was shot on the 12S Ultra, and 30% of the B-roll from that video was shot on the X80 Pro. All of my B-roll on, do not the, take... on the Okai was done on the X70 Pro Plus, my friend. Yeah. All of my B-roll. I don't Except for take my head. nice cameras out anymore. There's no reason. There's absolutely no reason. I, I mean, honestly... That's the level that you should. I mean, when you go into these ultra niche type of devices that are focusing very much like Vivo devices on camera experiences and performance, you know, you you should be able to expect and understand what the performance is. And when you're very, it's almost impo- not impossible. It's when it becomes very hard for the naked eye and the average content you know consumer to recognize the difference between a, a professional you know mirrorless camera to a the a lens that's on the back of a smartphone. And I'm, I'm obviously oversimplifying it there. It is very different. It is, it's so exquisite. So yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I'm honestly tempted to say I may not even take a DSLR with me to IFA. I may just go <laughs> IFA mobile. I, I, I'm it, a crazy guy, you I, know, I, I may the, do this. You, you, you have to plan ahead. Oh yeah. There are definitely some challenges, but I'm telling you, it is so much nicer when you can roll up on a trade show. You're still carrying a lot of gear, but oh, absolutely. you're not packing all of the weight for all of the other uh, equipment that you need for having your camera. Yeah, the different camera lenses, equipment the different, and stuff. yeah, and then extra batteries, chargers, and a whole bunch of different things. For me, I so just the example is I appreciate like I mean going to IFA, no, sorry, going to CES with the X, uh, the uh, the Alpha, uh, the Alpha Seven, uh, sorry, the uh, the Seven Mark IV, uh, the Sony. It was exciting, and I still I did get a chance to use it, and I did utilize it as much. But I I almost always felt my hands going straight for the X70 Pro Plus because of the ease of getting in and out of that situation mm-hmm. and relying on the content. So I 
that was the that was the main reason why I always asked for it back and tried to see if, what what can we do to make that happen. Uh, and I'm happy that you were able to find a, 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 a I would say a, you know an equally beneficial experience, uh, and hopefully be able to you know <laughs> keep going. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what we're going to see. I, I, will there be an X80 Pro Plus? I don't know, but as far as the as far as we know right now, you well, swear by the X80. So, so here's I mean again like when when I'm what I'm saying, like I'm going to hold on to this 12s ultra from Xiaomi is like a benchmark phone yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this isn't a part of my camera comparison. So I f- feel fine sort of like kind of dumping my guts out here and why I'm getting a little kind of strangely emotional. We've been building up to this point, the one inch camera sensor, but the yeah. one inch sensors that we've had in the past have traditionally been for standalone cameras. You've got a different flange. You've got a different lens distance from the sensor to the lens that would be built into a camera. The Sony RX series, they're brilliant. They're amazing, um, you know, sort of a prosumer grade cameras with these one inch sensors. But now that we've got a purpose built smartphone, four by three aspect ratio, pixel binning, high output, high resolution mm-hmm. camera sensor, that when you bin those pixels down, competes directly against the photo site size of micro four thirds. The pixels in the 12S Ultra are bigger than the pixels in the GH6, a $2,200 production-grade video camera. Now we're we're in a new tier. Yeah. This is a revolution. This is an evolution. We have never seen anything like this before. We've never had these kinds of brute hardware capabilities. And this could be a sensor for standalone cameras if there was a manufacturer who wanted to license this kind of sensor technology. This could be a benefit in other arenas too. Yeah, but yeah. now with a one inch sensor, you have a sensor that is larger than super 16 millimeter film. So feature films like The Wrestler and Black Swan were shot super 16. Mm-hmm. You've got a sensor in your pocket that is larger than the film size of low budget cinema grade uh, photography. So now we we are at a new precipice. We are at a new transition point. And what we should be able to do with the sensor moving forward, I'm hoping we'll see in like an X90. Imagine Mm -hmm. a Vivo taking their V1 coprocessor, applying it to this this improved uh, sensor size, this new hardware, and the new capabilities that we would be able to achieve with something like that. We should be very anxious about what smartphone photography will look like over the next two to three years it will not really get better than this because you got to have this kind of a lump on the back of your phone one inch we've arrived like there's not really much else we can do going bigger until we go to interchangeable lenses on the backs of our phones, which I don't see that really being a viable no, consumer strategy. Uh, yeah. I'd love to see an IP rating on a phone is like, yeah, you just uh, pop at the back, uh, pop at the back. It just to work. Uh, no, I don't know with my accents and I don't know why I'm saying these things. I do apologize. I've been, uh, it's going, very culturally insensitive uh, and I'm it's very, I do apologize. TK uh, chose violence this morning and I'm uh, down for it. <laughs> yeah. Juan's actually being the calm one tonight. I don't know what's going on with me, man. No, no seriously. Um, uh, 
it is it is very nice to be able to see it. So I, I'll say this much. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. If you guys haven't had a chance to, make sure you check it out when it when it drops tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, if it processes um, all the way, at least gets goes through the check process of this. Uh, and if not, you could definitely catch it on the Patreon. Um, I also mm-hmm. kind of want to mention, I saw some information. So last week we talked about the fact that you were working on the Pixel 6, um, yeah. the Pixel 6 uh, review. And before I jump into that, I do want to say I'm tempted to write. So there's a there's a mod going around of trying to push the Pixel 6 to 90 hertz. I'm not saying I want to do it, but I'm I, actually, I, mean, I take that back. I, I'm saying I, I think to. you should try. I, I was going to say I, I might am, try. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 say, I, like, I say the words, I'm not going to do it. But in my mind, it's like. So, so here's here's what I don't know. Yeah. Um, I am better at reading through white papers on SOC and on camera sensors. Yeah, yeah. I really am not a display guy. Like this is where I would love for like Erica Griffin to come oh, in absolutely. and school me hard on something yeah, yeah. like this. The panel that Google is using for the Pixel 6a, when you look up the part number, mm-hmm. is technically capable of being driven to 120 hertz. That's true. Yeah. I don't know if panels can be rated internally and binned like an SOC. Mm-hmm. So, like, is Google saving money by going to Samsung and saying, hey, we need your B-grade panels that maybe shouldn't be driven to 120 hertz but would be totally fine at 60 hertz? Or that's yeah, the or only they're thing rated for I 60 with know. an iffy 90 to 120, basically, which is exactly. essentially what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know if because in SOC land or in CPU land or in GPU land, you have the silicon lottery where you can maybe get a little overclocking performance overhead on one uh, yep. CPU that, you know, even though it's the same model number, model number, they're not binned the same. I don't know if displays are ranked and categorized to that degree. My concern would be Google saying, like, this is a 60 hertz phone. We know it's going to nuke the battery running Tensor at 120 hertz on a smaller battery. But then also, could if this this panel is binned to really only be a 60 hertz panel and you drive it at 90, is that going to wear out the panel or burn in the panel faster because it wasn't really the same quality even though it's it's the same part number it's always um modding a device or modding changing what the device is intended and purposely built for and tested for there's always a risk with it so yeah when we say i i'm I'm interested in trying it out you have to understand i am taking a risk with that that potentially my device may not be the same device as somebody else's and i've actually i can say purpose specifically I don't have the Magic 6A because Juan has the Magic 6 uh, Pixel 6A. My 6A seems to be running better than most other people's. Most 6A. others. So my 6A so is it, apparently it, it's amazing. The better, it's the it's the better bend, the <laughs> better's the Panda version that runs better. So apparently everything else, um, I, I'm not saying they have problems, but performance has been somewhat of a mix. Um, same thing with when we look at devices like even with the Nothing Phone One. Um, same same company, same device. Uh, most people be, with assembled in India are having some concerns and issues with the, with the panels on the device. But if it's assembled in China, sold in the UK, your device runs supposedly much better. So it it's yeah. always going to be this this risk of understanding. So if you if you are listening and you're considering doing this on a six A that you own, understand the concerns that we're referring to. Meaning, and there is a risk. There is a risk of maybe damaging your display uh, in in. In re- unrepairable damage without but again, replacing the panel. I'm here for it. 
Yeah, yeah, Let's I know. I, I would love. We're we're the ones who should be trying this, so that you. Don't. We're the ones, so you don't have to. Have to. Thank you. Welcome back, and uh, yeah, this is the show. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really digging this little to. Pixel Six A. I'm yeah, yeah. very curious to see what it's capable of doing. But again, yeah. I want to be careful. If I do this, yeah, I am not confident that mm-hmm. just because my Pixel Six A could handle this modification, that all Pixel Six As will be able to handle this modification. That's the thing I'm, I'm, I'm most concerned about, is we would be pushing this beyond the spec that Google recommends for the usage of this product. And just like overclocking your PC, well, not only it's like, that I need the, the disclaimers, the buyer yeah. bewares, the warning, you know, this everything may, to say this. this. May, may very well avoid your warranty if... It yeah, no. probably will if they see yeah. this kind of panel damage to your display. You were like, this is interesting. I've never seen damage uh, where the da- you know the display is melting. I'm like, no, uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, just un- obviously understand. Um, obviously, higher processing power. Uh, there's going to be more power drawn from the from Tensor to to run that display. To that matter, the display is going to pull more power. So your battery is obviously you're going to see that 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 usage just keep dropping faster. But I was excited to see that there are some things being done around that field, and that there are potentially possibilities. Um, and of course, we don't have extended amount of uh, testing on this. Nobody's had it with this to mod for so long that we know for sure the device can handle it and stick with it. Uh, but it is interesting. So that was exciting. I saw that I, I saw Max's uh, Max's post earlier today, and I was like, "This is exciting. I like it. This is taking me back a little bit to uh, you know modding and getting things there." But um, actually, what I was leading into is that you you dropped a uh, a new series of a, of a of a video, a Pixel Six A for twenty six minute. Were you trying to match the six with yeah. the six? Was that the purpose there? Was yeah, that totally purpose? nailed it uh, on top. That's my third finger guns for this podcast. I'm just like, man, I'm just I'm firing on all cylinders. I, I was working with the folks at Reviews.org, and yeah. I have a bad habit of not being able to completely judge a different audience what their tech understanding might be. Okay. So there's about six minutes of that review where I'm just trying to explain why there have been some controversies surrounding the Pixel 6a in terms of actually me talking about how I used the phone and what I think it compares against and what the bang for the buck might be. It's about an 18 minute review, but the entire quantity of video that I had to produce, because I'm not sure the reviews.org audience might be tech savvier than I'm giving them credit for, but I ran into this problem at pocket now where I would make assumptions on things. And then I'd get wild comments on like, but you didn't do this basic test. And you're like, yeah, but why would I have? You're not basic. Oh, oh, you're basic. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not trying to say people are basic. It's more, I wanted to make sure all my bases were covered. And so like I go into the display and I, I, I do the UFO test and I talk about 60 Hertz and I try and explain why this was controversial. That's why the video is 26 minutes long, but I kind of felt like we needed to do that. We needed to take that time to sort of describe what this phone is. I really am concerned. I do not believe Mm -hmm. Pixel 6a is exactly the same kind of recommendation that people who liked Pixel 4a and 5a, it might not be the right phone. It really might not be. If it's battery life against all else, 
you might want to skip Pixel 6a, but we break all that down in that video for the reviews.org, um, uh, their, new, their new separate channel for hardware. Yeah, no, no. So but that, that video did come out, and I think it's, it's an exciting uh, collaboration between you and, and reviews.org. Because I remember you were talking about you know, debating if you wanted to have that video for your channel or did you want to have it for you know, reviews.org. And we kind of went back and forth, but I was excited to see yeah. that it, it finally came out. Simon says, Hypno, release the snarker <laughs> cut. Oh my God. So I, I just want to re- reply real quickly. Simon says, Hypno also put out this one comment. Um, he says, I mean, they say one inch sensor on the internet, but in reality. So here's the thing. A one inch type sensor is a type of sensor. It's not mm-hmm. one inch on any given dimension. <clears throat> when we talk about one inch, it's because there was a one inch tube in old television equipment and the internal light gathering apparatus inside mm-hmm. that tube um, often had just shy of a 16 millimeter diagonal. Okay. And the one inch type sensors that we've seen in the past, like in the Sony RX series, were three by two aspect ratios at just under 16 millimeters on the diagonal. Going to four by three means that we're actually using more of the space that would be circular. You're closer to square. If you imagine a circle with a skinnier rectangle versus a circle with a more square rectangle, you're using more surface area to gather light and capture the image. Mm -hmm. The image sensor on the Xiaomi, this new Xiaomi-Sony collaboration, is actually a tiny bit larger than a one-inch type sensor. The Sony RX has a 15.9 millimeter diagonal. This has, in a 4 by 3 aspect ratio, a 16.3 millimeter diagonal. So it's even bigger than what we would classify as a true 1 inch type sensor. So it's not 1 inch. It's Mm -hmm. actually bigger. Slightly than bigger. one inch. Okay. Slightly bigger. But that's again because we measure one inch by a branding, not by an actual measurement of size. A one inch type sensor is roughly 16 millimeters on the diagonal. It's actually the first time I've heard you use the, uh, the term 60, the one inch type. But maybe that it may yes. be the better way for us. That to is explain. more accurate. We shouldn't be calling it a one inch sensor because there is no measurement on that sensor that equals an inch. <laughs> So is this very similar to the way where Subway was selling footlongs uh, subs, but they weren't really footlongs? Yes. Completely correct. Only there's a better reason for why we call it a one-inch type sensor, because there used to be a one-inch diameter circular hole in television broadcast cameras that a tube light-gathering instrument would be inserted into. And when we switched to to these other types of, like, Mm CMOS-style sensors they had to fit roughly the same cavity. Whereas Subway is just lying about (laughs) cheap bread-like substances that can't really be called bread in the UK because they don't have enough bread in them to be called bread. Yeah. Oh, my God. This this, this is Taco Bell with their... their, uh, Anyways. (laughs) I know. I I had to throw that in because it was, you know, when, when companies claim for something to be something. Um, No. So, yeah, totally with you. I... You know, for I appreciate the explanation there for Simon. Uh, I appreciate that. Actually, that is actually a very interesting approach because well, no, I, I see like they obviously a number of people in our chat there. right now are making well, one inch jokes on on the and, pro and I before. So yeah, no, um, 
No, no. I, I'm with you. No, no, I, I'm with you. And I think there was another comment. Uh, <laughs> I think Simon was saying one more thing. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yes, thank you for explaining it and going through that one. I, no, I, I think it's it's always... I love listening to the explanations because sometimes you obviously learn more things as well. I am, I, I appreciate, and I, I'm a very, um, I'll say this, I'm an aficionado when it comes to consuming content from set tech, but sometimes just the understanding of, you know, truly just understanding how things are and, and why the rationale behind one inch, because we're going to hear more about them. There's going to be more companies releasing devices that are there. Maybe not in the floodgates <laughs> of opening, you know, with the amount of folds that we have, but it's going to be sure. something. Um, well, but this is also why, I mean, and again, I, I know why we're making uh, male genita genitalia jokes in the chat and stuff, but I can't contain my varying levels of excitement for products like this because there is a reason to spend more money on a product. There are so few people I feel comfortable recommending a Fold or a Duo as their main daily driver phone. That is a very narrow band audience. Yeah. There are so few people, and a couple of them are in this chat already with their hands on these kinds of phones. Yeah. There are so few people that I would feel comfortable saying, you will get $1,300 worth of use out of one of these mega camera sensor phones. Yeah. Scoop? He is a person that I could say, like, man, if you want to spend $1,300 on a phone, Scoop will push that phone to its bleeding edge. He, he will push it to it, the limits of its capabilities, and you will get amazing images out of it. Michael Peppertech, I trust that he is driving his X80. I don't know, Michael, is your X80 back from getting repaired? I, I, saw I didn't somewhere... know if you'd, if you'd gotten it sent back yet. But he is also someone that I trust is actually curious <laughs> about utilizing that camera tech to its limits. TK, I, sitting next to me in this chat, has an X70 Pro Plus that I know absolutely. he is driving to its limits. Absolutely. I feel comfortable with guys like that. Anyone else? And I'm telling you, do not buy these types of mega camera sensor phones unless you care or you're curious or you're wanting to learn or you already know a little bit about photography, light, composition, and editing. Otherwise, you will see very little difference for your snapshots and your point and shoot, you know, mm -hmm. social media photos over getting a Pixel 6a. Like, just stay there and you'll save money and you'll probably like the HDR output better. Mm -hmm. And that's good. And you've got a great camera there. No, absolutely. But that's, what, that's just it. A folding phone has a very specific kind of narrow band recommendation. A mega camera phone has a very specific kind of customer recommendation. We've got all of these very finely defined yeah. differences between these phones. And that's what gets me lit up. I'm, I'm, I'm there for that. I'm like, let's go. Because that's so much more interesting to talk about than, I don't know, it does the TikTok. And it's real nice. And you can spend a lot of money on it. But average people, like, has, does nothing for me. Yeah, you have to buy the tech. You have to, yeah, purposely use it for what you need, and don't overbuy just for the sake of overbuying. Just you know, enjoy what you want out of it and get the right thing for you. This is why you do the research. This is why, obviously, for everybody in our chat that typically looks for devices, they don't just you know jump in and go and let's say, okay, let me go buy whatever's sitting on the shelf. They're going to do the research. They're going to look for things, and they're going to definitely. Um, find what fits for them like aditya purposely mm -hmm. loves what he's using you know he's he was lg yeah. for the longest time so yeah so you know aditya <laughs> saying you pulled me in with the average consumer crowd a1 
No, actually, <laughs> Aditya has been very curious about driving his Xperia. Oh, absolutely. Way yeah, harder. I don't know. Exactly. But we've been seeing the output in the Discord. Like, Aditya is turning into... I mean, again, I, I, I definitely lean more towards nature photography, macro photography, candid photography. Um, and some of the stuff that Aditya has been coming out with has definitely been right up my alley. Um, I, I, really I'll contrasty say, photos of flowers yeah. in beautiful morning light. Yep, I'm there. Like, yeah, sign yeah, me up. I, I will look at those photos all day long. I started, uh, <laughs> so after my couple of trips to New York within the last month and a half, because I, I don't know how I ended up doing it, I'm starting to enjoy a little bit more, uh, you know, architectural uh, photography, just cityscapes yeah. and, and, and landscapes and just the way buildings look and reflections and, and like just everything. Like, New York, I'll say this. Uh, I've been in New York many times, but I haven't truly appreciated it as much as I have within the last couple of trips because they were specifically around smartphones. And, you know, with OnePlus devices in the past, I've always like flown in and flown out and literally in the same day, never had enough time. But this time I took a little bit of more, uh, you know, walking around. I even got a chance to go see the, uh, the, uh, the vessel. That was an amazing structure. I don't know how I missed it with the amount right. of times I've been there. So, but yeah, no, I, so speaking about Aditya, it, it is everybody in, Everybody that's joining us tonight to a certain point has a much better understanding of what they need their device and what do they need out of mm -hmm. it. And I think that's always the recommendation I try to do. This is why I represent a device and I always represent it for what it can do and what it lacks. Uh, a device like the OnePlus 10T, again, it's not a it's not a pro. It's it's intended to be more for speed, yeah. for performance. And it does have a it has a good camera sensor on the back. The 50 megapixel can definitely do amazing for you. But that's the experience that the 10T is going to give you. Don't go into it expecting a 10 Pro experience. And it's the same thing with a Sony. When you jump into a Sony device, there are different tiers of Sonys to give you different experiences from the 5 to the 10 to the 1 to the Pro, the Pro-I. There's such a, a beautiful flavoring of it. Um, and, and I do want to one last comment just to kind of mention everybody. Not that I was ignoring the comments in there. I actually wasn't looking because of the placement of where my comments are. I miss a good number sometimes. I saw Michael Peppertech and Aditya's hating me saying like in a TK skipping. Uh, well, Michael Peppertech's joke that TK censored our censor jokes. I think that's the mic drop right there. I, that's I, what I, I saw. I think he won I, I, on yeah. the really good dad joke pun. That's how we do. But you guys know me. I'm 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 not gonna say I'm PG, but per se, but you know, definitely more Yeah. <laughs> I've I've had people on the show try to make me say things I usually don't. Just oh, okay. Michael Peppertech also explained due to some local shipping import issues in China, currently it hasn't gone back. Still awaiting the all clear and making sure it doesn't get caught up at the border. I, okay. I mean I'm sure the logistics on that are gonna be more complicated, but oh, I'm, I'm sure. still very anxious to to see how it pans out for you because I know you really liked that phone and I really like that phone and it would make me sad if they weren't able to help you out. I really with, hope they, uh, I, I'm hoping to get, yeah, no, no, for sure. For sure. Um, speaking of which, I know we're getting almost to that lovely time of the, uh, the show, but yeah. uh, so tomorrow we're probably more than likely going to be seeing that. It was, was there going to be any, anything else maybe over the weekend coming out from you or maybe any um, plans that maybe get anybody excited about for next week? So probably not anything too major over the weekend. I know last week I was teasing some earbud videos, but the rest of this yeah. week rocked me pretty hard. So I'm hoping to get back on track for those. Um, on reviews.org, I I think we're going to try and do just a, a little like fan. It'll probably end up being a short, actually. Um, just kind of celebrating the end of Better Call Saul. 
okay. the last episode of Better Call Saul airs next week, and I want to have like a little short or a reaction just to kind of that that coming out. Um, I'm going to be reviewing a doorbell camera, uh, the Ufi okay. dual camera doorbell. Nice. Um, I've got another major uh, travel battery, like mm-hmm. kind of like the Anchor that I reviewed. It's a little bit smaller than the Anchor. Um, oh, yeah. And well, then you said travel. missing yeah, something there's, there's else. certain limitations. Yeah, it's like nice. handles and it goes next to your cooler and it goes in the back of your car. But it technically can travel. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So, you know, uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty hardcore. Um, and then uh, uh, digging back into some Sony gear, uh, revisiting the Sony Pro-i and checking out some of this new software that I think you've already spent some time with. Not that much if more, I'm but yes, very little more with uh, my the A7 uh, the A7 IV, which I'm really really happy that it's back. I like the A7 IV, uh, and I, I obviously I'll be switching the the kit lens that we got with it. But um, yeah, so I was showing you guys the Pro I, uh, yeah, like the, oop, come on Sony, love. Okay, mine. Yeah, I just want you to see that Panasonic beat the Sony to focusing on a Sony. <laughs> I would just like to point it out. Yeah, yeah, any I Sony know. PR people are listening or watching right now because Panasonic's boy howdy do we not have the good autofocus <laughs> yeah I know no no I, <laughs> I was watching one of my videos and I'm like why does it keep focusing on the shelf behind me oh my camera was looking at that painting yeah of the caricature of me and decided that it needed to focus on that face because more it's a than face. me it's a face I needed to move my chair and then it would focus on me again. I did an entire like six minute take of a video with the, I mean, again, cause I'm just looking at this little like preview window and not realizing that it was not looking at me at all. So good job there, Panasonic. You did great. Hands down, uh, but it did beat you to, to focusing on the pro eye. Oh, so no, no. You I, did what you, let's not forget though. You are using Nvidia power too. So let's be honest with each other. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, really? no, no. <laughs> um, so yes, hopefully I'll, I'll have something similar as well. Covering, talking a little bit more about that. Um, and then of course uh, I do, I, I need to start kind of putting together. So I, I decided to pick up the, the nothing phone after talking to Dan and realizing I could just pick it up straight from Amazon UK and have it shipped and then get it here in literally oh. three days. I'm like, that made no sense to me. I'm like, I could have done this a week ago. That's or two interesting. Weeks, two, three weeks ago. Um, but I went with the black one because I actually liked the design. I, I find like it, 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 with the fact that it can control it, supposedly be able to control a Tesla, I like it to match the color of my car because that's how we do it. Um, <laughs> but the, I'll, I'll say this though, the controls for Tesla doesn't work. <laughs> it's like, that was a disappointment. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. It's a bummer. It, 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 it connects. <laughs> Uh, the widgets are there. The, the, it, it does have a very nice, uh, the UI element is definitely nice, but none of the controls work. Um, and I don't know if it's something to do maybe with Sony, well, not Sony, with um, uh, with Tesla or specifically with the way, the, I, I don't know, because it says it's technically a beta app, so they never really guarantee that it works. It's there. Mm. Um, so I have that to kind of finish off and I do want to put out one more video also on the 10 T the actual review of that. Cause now that I've had more time to spend with it than just, you know, at the time when I got it, I had it barely under a week. Um, and then, right, um, right. I also want to circle back with the six a after the last couple of updates we've had, um, uh, with how they perform. Yeah. So just more kind of closing out I mean, conversations. No one's, no one said anything. So obviously those few people that had these very concerning issues with the six a, they must all have been fixed. They're, they're all done because we they, haven't they, seen any continuing conversation on no, the no. 6a it's almost like 
if they weren't earnest in communicating actual problems that consumers might face, that they, they think they have no responsibility in following up on the conversation to see if those are still issues yeah. now that the product has, has gotten a couple updates, some app updates, and a security patch. Yeah. So I guess all we can surmise from that is those of us who weren't having issues, um, this was a big old nothing burger just to suck the wind out of the, the little sliver of interest. Because yeah, I don't know yeah. if you look up like Pixel 6a on Google Trends, it's already plummeting. As a topic, in terms I, I of saw yeah interest. no, no I, I I saw it in your uh, in your in your commentary before so yeah no I'm I'm with you it, it's it's yeah and and Not sadly great. I I yeah yeah not much really to be said there that's going to be how it is uh, but that's going to be kind of it's circling back I on the buds I was hoping to put out the 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 Google Buds Pro video but so during the last two weeks I've been using so many wireless buds in my ear that now it's i need to give it a little bit of a break so uh that's why i'm kind of focusing more on devices a little bit more content there um i want to see what you know what nothing's doing with their device i mean don't get me wrong the initial 24 hours impression of this honestly it, it's not a bad device i mean overall it it i feel like it's almost it's going back to to what oneplus's roots were than what oneplus is right now and yeah. with more of a material you a little bit thing um couple of the UI elements, not necessarily my cup of tea. I probably would not have put two big bubbles at the top of scrolling widgets really far away from where my thumb is. I would have moved them to the bottom, but these are aesthetics. Uh, the hardware is solid mm -hmm. and I think, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. So we'll have to, uh, I may go out this weekend and maybe take uh, some pictures with the family out at the beach or so on. Just trying to test out the camera and see how it performs and um, yeah, build up a good impression of uh, what the uh, nothing is. So, you know, nothing to see here kind of a thing. But uh, I know I meant that bad joke on, on, on Instagram. I didn't want to do that. But um, one thing I will do, I will also say is I'm going to try to do some coverage as well on uh, ColorOS. There's going to be a, a launch hopefully very soon with ColorOS 13. Yeah. Uh, so that was also kind of uh, teased early this week. Um, uh, hopefully, we'll be able to see what 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 they're going to offer. So as soon as I'm able to get it, I'll be, you know obviously be able to share some content on that. But they, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they they teased it to be on the 18th. So and they sent me this nice little plaque thing that says uh, you know Color Rest 13 is coming. So yeah, so keeping it keeping it light, keeping it cool. Hopefully, uh, hopefully my my work day life thing kind of calms down a little bit by next week. I'm hoping for that. Because once that happens, I'm able to focus more on content and I can push out more content and obviously have more engaging conversations. So we'll see how that goes. So it'll, it'll be, be good. good times. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. So plenty to keep track of, folks. Uh, a whole crew of people doing some amazing streaming. Uh, Absolutely. LaShawn, holler at your boy, is going to be hosting basically just the roast night tomorrow. I don't know if it's Ignan Hours or, or Open Mic. Um, but then uh, we've got your stream on Saturday. Yep, right. Andrew Dave, Saturday morning. We've got um, Jeff. We've got El Jefe reviews on mm -hmm. Sunday. I'll be coming back for another news uh, podcast coming on Monday. Yep. Uh, Tuesday is Kimmy Gadget Goddess. Wednesday is Eric Easy Computer Solutions, and then uh, we're back in next Thursday with Ike Talks Tech before yep. our show on Thursday uh, for another episode of the best of our week. Very, always, always, and I honestly would always. say the best of our week is. I mean, in a weird way, it's hanging out with you, Juan, hanging out with everybody in the chat, getting a chance to talk and, uh, you know, having a little bit of, you know, friendly banter back and forth. Um, and, you know, many, many, many people dunking on me, but that, yeah, that's just the way it is. <laughs> Any recent update to the Matt? 
Oh, the Magic 4 Pro. I haven't seen a recent one. I don't know. Did yours pick up one? Or are you, because I remember you and I were back. I just got one, but I want to say I might have been an update behind you guys. Yeah, but that's what I was thinking. Because I, I don't we think, I last... think I'm now current, but I don't think there have been a lot of updates. So again, we'll, we'll, we'll follow up. I didn't actually mean to, I was going to try and type out a response. So my clacky keyboard wasn't making a ton of noise on the mic. Oh, no, no. So we'll follow up with that, Simon. Because now we're ending this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm with you. So be safe. Stay safe. We'll see you guys next week. Make sure to check out and, uh, at the information in the description. Uh, audio podcast will be hopefully coming out tomorrow morning or sometime in the next 24 sure. hours, of course. Um, and we'll see you guys for another episode of the best of our week next week. Take care for now. Bam.